0: Hi, this is the Life Vineyard Church podcast. In this episode, we hear from Rich Dekes from King's Cross Church in London. Rich delivered two talks as part of the songwriting and creative day. This is talk number one. Enjoy. So, yeah, hi. My name's uh, Rich. Uh, yeah, part of KXC, which I said to Nathan on the way up, it's a wannabe vineyard church. We're, we're Anglican in... Uh, in not very way, not very many ways, but um, but yeah, I I've been writing songs since I was I think I was 13 when I wrote my first song. Thank the Lord that nobody has access to that song anymore. <laughs> um, but I grew up. I, I first started leading worship when I was 12 years old. In um, my dad's my dad's a vicar, so that's how you get on the worship team when you're 12 years old. Um, and I would lead worship on my mum's classical guitar, and it was it was dreadful, um, it was truly awful. But I had my whole teenage years to learn how to grow in leading worship, and um, it's my favourite thing to do in the world. I, 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 Hands up if you lead worship regularly, or you're part of the worship team. Isn't it amazing? Like, thank you, Jesus, for music and for friends and for God's presence, and that we get to do it all together. Um, what a joy, um, yeah, and then for me, so songwriting was always initially um, was all about me expressing my teenage romance heartache, um, and it was and then it became songs that were very melancholic and sad about um, whatever neurotic dramas I was going through as a as a young adult and then about ten years ago that 's when I started writing songs for the church for singing in church and again they were pretty bad at first Um, and it's not always a it's a hit and miss often (laughs) with worship songs but I think uh, some of the things I just want to share over the next little three hours of talking um uh what so I'd love to just share some thoughts with you I'm going to play you some songs if that's all right um most of which aren't really congregational worship songs. They don't really fit in that box. Um, but they're songs that have come out of my experience of trying to, trying to love people and, and, and write songs for them. So I'm going to share some of that um, and then some ideas about creativity. And I just want to say, if you're not a musician or a songwriter, um, every, everything that we're going to talk about should apply To you as well. Obviously, musicians are the coolest. So, sorry, um, you can't win them all. Though Tim does both, so he's all right, isn't he? Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Great. Amazing. So I've got four Cs for us today. This is our creativity day. I'm going to talk about the cause, the conversation, the containers, and the craft there we go there's your four c's and then i'm going to talk about some some ways of releasing creativity and i think just just to start off before getting into some more thoughts on how let's just start with the why, why do we create um why do we create anything does anyone want to shout shout out in the room let's make it a conversation that's right God's a creator, and he made us in his image and likeness. Isn't it amazing that the universe started with a conversation? God spoke it into being. Isn't it amazing? I think Malcolm Guy talks about how the first words that Adam spoke were a poem. It's flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. He's talking about his wife. Isn't that awesome? The last words of Jesus on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It was a poem, Psalm 22. It's like all throughout the whole story, creativity and speaking words of life into being has been part of who we are because it's who God is. Um, you know, nobody shouted out the right answer, Jesus, but that is kind of the right answer. We create because Jesus created, because the Father created, he's created us to be creative, to speak things into being, and then I think, and this is where, this, why do we create? We create to serve others. I think this is a point that we can really lose in our modern aesthetic. So often we look at artists on a stage and we see that our job is to serve them. We need to create the right atmosphere for them to do their thing. We need to, to create everything in line so that the vocalist diva can have everything they need. Um, and, and so it's so easy for us to transplant that onto what we do. And Bambi's laughing because it's Jeff's the diva, is that why? No. <laughs> Amazing. <Yeah. laughs> Bambi's the diva. Oh, praise God. Um, but, but I think this is where us being creative is not about... I mean, it is part of the, is this, but primarily for me, it's not about us expressing ourselves but enabling the collective expression of the whole body. So when we're writing and we're creating, what we're doing is we're inviting everybody to participate in what we're making. And I think that's, that for me is a big like it's a, it's a big thing because our society is so oriented around our individualistic, narcissistic ways of, I need to get my song out there. you know everybody needs to listen to me but if if we all as a church come together and view our gifts as like god's given me the ability to sing more or less you know but not everybody has that or the ability to paint a painting i've got i am absolutely hopeless at painting it's hilarious but that's a gift for me to serve others with rather than that i need a platform for my gift that we would see serving each other and serving one another as the one of the highest goals of our creativity. Um, I can talk a bit, about, a bit more about that later on, but you know our, our manifesto that Jesus gave us, God gave us in Isaiah sixty-one, and the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me; He's anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, bring freedom for the captives, and release for ones in darkness. Um, comfort all those who mourn. Like what we're writing and what we're painting and how we're talking and uh, the things that we're releasing into the world can participate in that activity to comfort those who mourn, to bind up the brokenhearted. Um, and I, and I, I think um, I'm gonna play you some of those songs in a, in a little bit, but I think keeping that at the forefront of our minds that we, we are. For, we might be on a stage sometimes, but actually, our first and highest call is to serve, to be the servant of all. That's what it means to be a leader in God's kingdom. That's what it means to succeed, is to serve. And if if we have that as our plumb line, as creatives, that that's always what we're going after, then I feel like there's not much that, that we can go too far wrong. I mean, it, it might not. Yeah, the, all the technical stuff, it doesn't really matter as much. You know, and in the same vein, I mean, we talked about this with the songwriting thing earlier, that discipleship, when when I get together with other people to write a song together, I'm not that interested in the song that comes out at the end of it, I'm interested in us getting into the word together, or sort of mining what has been happening in, in your life, particularly when you do it across churches, it's amazing, because you can hear you know, what's happening at Life Vineyard, and what God's doing here, and so how can I speak into that? Into that, And sometimes a prophet has no honor in his home, hometown. You might need someone else to come in and write a song for your church. Um, it's not always the case, but, but getting together, I think, it, particularly just talking about songwriting as we're collaborating together, that we see discipleship as another key aspect of what we're doing. If you're, if you're bringing young people up into the church, just get them involved in writing songs get them involved in creating stuff um you know and and that process what we shape other people through what what we're creating but we are also actually shaped by what we're creating i think for me i can pinpoint moments on my journey when i've somehow managed to write a song that is me expressing my journey with the lord but it becomes part of my Um, identity. People talk about when you have kids, it's like having your heart walking around outside of your chest. And it's the same with songs. For me, it's like when you put your heart and soul into something that you created, you're putting part of your identity and it's living outside of you and it can reproduce you in the the life of that song. And so it it shapes us when we're creating stuff. It it is What what a joy. Isn't it amazing? We should all create stuff. Um, we should do a creativity day or something. Um, um, yeah, amazing. So that's the cause. Why do we do it? So, oh, don't do that. Um, yeah, so we do it to because God is our creator. We do it to serve one another, and we do it towards discipleship. Um, so creativity is a conversation. That was my second C um, and, and uh, David White's a, an amazing poet and writer. Um, and he talks about the conversational nature of human, human reality. Is that everything that we do is, is in a conversation. And again, so often we're used to just talking at people. Or we're used to the selfie video on TikTok and all the things. You're just talking into this, uh, into this void and nobody's listening. But actually, what we're created to be is people in dialogue. That's that everything is a conversation, and and what we're creating is correspondence. We're we're listening to what people are sharing, and then we're responding to that in how we're creating, or we're listening for what God's doing in the world, and then we're speaking that into being through our through our creativity. Um. You know, and and for me. Um how, how do we do that in terms of empathy is one of the highest values for us as, as Christians, but also just as humans, that we would not just commiserate with other people, but that we'd really try to understand and live in their story. Josh shared a song earlier um, that he wrote. I'm going to share it in a bit. I'm going to put him on the spot later. Um, it's called Gospel Junkie. And it it was, he embodied the story of this guy and wrote it into a song. And I think empathy um, is what we do when we're being creative. It's an amazing gift that we can take someone's story and write it into a song or let it inspire a song or speak hope into that situation. Um, One of my favorite films is The the Shadowlands. Has anyone seen that? About C.S. Lewis. And there's this, um, so C.S. Lewis is at university, he's teaching and there's this really precocious student who comes up and he doesn't want to listen to him. Um, Anyhow, that's not important. But the the line from it is that his dad had told in this quote is that we read to know that we're not alone. And C.S. Lewis is so struck by that that then he takes it as his own, he starts talking that to everybody. But our, our call as creatives, is to write so that other people know that they're not alone. And again, that's, that's part of what it means to serve with our gifting, um, to, to really listen to people and, and turn that stuff into, into gold. Um, I'm going to play you a song, if that's all right. Um, I don't quite remember the words. So I'm gonna pull it off on here. We're very slick. Um, talk amongst yourselves while I find it. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh where has it gone? Yeah, here we go. So a friend of mine, I was I, I was talking with a friend of mine. She's she's living in England. Her family's in South Africa, and it was at the start of lockdown 2020, and her dad was declining into dementia, um, and it's this horrific experience of wanting to to see her dad, but she couldn't physically go there. But then I was listening to her just tell me about it. And there was things that pricked up my ears in the conversation about how she felt like um, she saw her dad. But it it felt like somebody else was living in the skin of her dad. Um, and that there was all these fragments of his personality that she was losing, losing grip on. Um, and... Uh, And so I wrote I wrote this song for her, um, and uh, I think it blessed her. Um, But I'm going to play it for you now, and it's about us wanting to remember people not as they become, but as they were before that. It's such a horrible disease, and whoever's experienced that with family. Um, And uh, so yeah, I will remember you as you were.
1: That strangers living inside of the skin of a body known all my life, I don't know him, but he looks just like you swept away on the rising tide of this cruel disease. As it swallows your mind no. I look just like you I'm trying to gather the pieces and the fragments of a man who has been scattered Lost to the ways and body deserted the shadow of a person no one could deserve to go out this way. I will remember you Just as you were for my just gone for a walk how I long to walk there beside you I see the fire as it fades from your eyes and how I long now to ask your advice you would know what we should do now, and I'm trying to gather the pieces and the fragments, a man who has been scattered. Thank you. Just like you help me I'll tell my daughter the things that we did all the memories I made as a kid on your shoulders safe from the waters oh, I will just as you
0: So, yeah, I don't quite know what to say after that. Is, when you live in someone's story, it, it always really moves me. I think that's, that's just the gift of compassion is an amazing thing. And we should pray for more of that. Why don't we do that now? Let's put our hands on our hearts. God, I ask that you would give us the gift of compassion. Compassion that you give us eyes to see and ears to hear and tears in our eyes and cries in our belly, that we could let people know that they're not alone. So I just pray, Holy Spirit, now would you come? Amen. So a conversation is, a, is an amazing gift that we can have for others. I'm going to stay up here because I'm going to play some more songs in a minute. Um, but it starts with listening. The best conversations start with listening. And if you want to write a song with other people, the best way to start is with a conversation. Listen to where they're at. Listen to what's going on in the spirit around you. And then speak into that. Speak life into that. Speak joy into that. It doesn't always have to be sad. I write a lot of sad songs. It's kind of how God made me. Um, and uh, I, think, I think for me it was this experience I had. I remember at the beginning of lockdown 2020 I used to write a lot of very sad songs and I would take on the sadness of other people and it would drag me down into the depths of despair. And I felt like at the start of 2020, he gave me back this pen that what was too heavy for me before, but he gave me the grace to carry it, to not be overwhelmed by other people's um, despair, but to, to actually find the redemptive vein of gold and speak into that. And I think so often, so often we don't see that, that redemptive edge on something because the story's just still being written. Um, I think Pat Barrett has some song that's it's something like, if it's not beautiful, it means you haven't finished working on it yet or something. And that's so true for all of us, that God is not finished with us. He's still working on us, and we can sing in the midst of, of the stuff. Um, but sometimes it's, it's good to wait um, yeah, just wanted to speak. So my third C was on containers. And, and I think for us as creative people, uh, there's this longing for us to just break open all of the containers, that everything would just be completely wild. And, uh, and I, I think that's part of our call is to bust things open. But there are times and places where we should embrace the containers that things are in, and part of that is to do with language. Right? If if we want to speak any language, we need to be able to have some common understandings with each other. I think as you're writing songs for other people, write, write in a dialect that they can understand, use the images, the language that they can really grab onto. Um, someone said once said that the difference between a language and a dialect is an army. And and that language can be quite oppressive in that it's, you can't say this and that and the other, but a dialect is something that's evolving. It's the language of the people. It's always alive. It's always changing. Um, and there's plenty of dialects around here, so I'm told. Um, but but in, in a more broader sense for our creativity, there are things that we can say now in church that we weren't able to say 50 years ago. I mean, we can wear things that we can't, we weren't allowed to wear um, and so I, I think finding ways to communicate in a dialect that people understand um, is important. Um, there's a poet called Lucy Shaw, an um, amazing poet. And someone gave me this book for Christmas. And the title is called Harvesting Fog. And she talks about how in Lima, in Peru, there's not enough water for people to live and survive. So what they do every morning or every night is they hang out all their blankets. And all their towels and all their scars, and it collects the moisture from the the clouds that come and pass through the city, and then they wring it out, and that's how they collect their their water for the day, which is kind of crazy and amazing, awesome. Um, and she she uses that as a metaphor for what she does with poetry. What she's creating is she's she's capturing the moisture of the air every morning, and creating a container for it. And then disparate things that didn't make sense apart, they come together and suddenly it brings new meaning. Um, and I think that's, you know, th- there's two sides to, to being creative. Well, let's say three sides. There's probably a million sides, let's be honest. But three, three sides just to, to briefly touch on, you have revelation that comes straight from the God's heart. He can speak to us a new word every day. He's always speaking. He's always every every morning his mercies are new, right? So he's saying a new thing to us today if we if we have ears to hear, we want to hear him. Um, but yet, there's also the the word is unchanging. The scripture is God's word to us, and there's nothing new under the sun, right? That's what the Bible says, and it's the same as how the, there's there's nothing extraordinary about any of us in the broader sense we're just human beings who live and die and and that's it really um, <laughs> so and that's the end of what i have to say um, uh, but on the other so on the one hand there's nothing new about us but on the other hand everybody's unique everybody has a completely unique experience of the world and I think that's where our creativity is, where those two truths collide with each other. That we've got the universality of what it means to be a human. that Every human that's ever lived has had a mother and a father. They've known what it means to live in community. They've struggled with sickness. Um, you know, probably half of all humanity that ever lived died as a child. But then, so you, so you have the human experience of pain and difficulty and joy and laughter and, and living in community. And then you have the unique voice and experience that God has for us. The, the story that he's writing in and through us. Um, I got this app on my phone recently. Um, it's called Merlin. And it listens to the sound of birdsong. Because we, we live in this, uh, we've got a beautiful garden where we're living. And I was hearing all the birds, and I was like, I want to know what birds they are. So the app listens to what the birds are, and it tells you what birds they are. And it's amazing, because over time, I try and use the app every day, but I, now I can recognize, oh, that sounds like a robin. I don't need to get the app out anymore. But there's this this sense of this invitation of, there's a lot of noise around us that God has the ability to identify our unique voice within within that he doesn't he doesn't need an app because he's awesome um, but there's there's this sense of like God's put a unique song in each every one of us and if we make ourselves available to him to use us to write that story it can it can mean something profound to somebody else even though they've had a totally different lived experience although is it different? Is it the same? It's tension, right? There's no music without tension. That's what Jonathan Helser says. Um, and I, and I think like that's where coming back to the thing about conversation is the best conversations I've I have are when we synthesize ideas. So we're not necessarily talking about something that no one has ever experienced or thought of before, but we might be combining them in new different ways and again that's what creativity is there's nothing new under the sun right everyone's it's all been done before but there are new ways of combining our experiences and our languages and our dialects uh, to create something new and then there's also our imagination Um, i'm going to try and play a song which i haven't played for a long time um that start again it started with a conversation it was a friend of mine who was talking about her experience of um, her experience of abuse in the home. And all she said to me was, I wish my dad had got angry about this at the time. Um, And that was enough to tell me the whole story. Um, So it sparked something in me about, I wish you'd just got angry. And then what I brought into it is I brought my imagination in. So in my head, I created this conversation between what it would look like for my friend to finally have this conversation with her dad about what happened. and, uh, and, um, And so that's what we bring into our creativity. We're listening to the fragments and the pieces of inspiration that are always around us, the dew that's in the air. And then we're bringing to it our imagination, we're bringing to it our revelation from God, um, which was also something try to weave into the song. Is like, what would God be saying into this situation? Um, so, have mercy on me um, as I try and remember how to play this song.
1: I told you what he done,
0: and I saw the way that you just
1: froze. And I felt completely on my own. What would I give to see your heart without hope? sign of life. I wish that you got angry. I wish that you had chased him down the stairs and showed me how much you really cared. I don't blame you for what he did. just wish that you you should hear I've been tortured by my shame for all these years how I could not protect you
0: from the shadows of my darkest
1: fears I watched my child disappear Just let myself be broken. What would I give to meet your eyes and show some sign of life? I wish that I got angry. I wish that I had chased him down the stairs. And showed you how much you really broke oh i wish that i could have. oh we drifted apart as the years rolled by and i'm screaming in silence and i'm questioning why and i'm desperate to show you some sign of that There's no heart that's too broken for you, Jesus. There's no soul that's too wounded for you, Jesus. There's no There's no soul. no heart that's too broken for you, Jesus. There's no soul
0: So, I'd love just to talk a little bit about a bit more about where our creativity can can sit. And just thinking about these containers for what we do, you know i I probably about half of the songs I write are I'd put them in the container for congregational worship in that we sing them on a Sunday, and then the other half are just other outside that and I've th- I, i I've walked in and out and back and forth around whether I agree with us having any containers for that stuff um, because containers are always restrictive aren't they that, that you can't say this in a worship song or that melody's too high or that bass is too loud or the old ladies are going to hate that one um <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> um, but actually, there is, there is a thing with any sort of creativity that limitations force you to be more creative. And just if anyone's a songwriting, songwriter here, just I challenge you, write a song where you give yourself three chords and five notes. See what you can write. Because that's what limitations do. I remember when I was, um, well, I can't remember how old I was. I had this old MacBook, and I had GarageBand. It was one of those white MacBooks. And whenever the power cord came out, it died. It was done. And I recorded a whole album on that. Um, And it was... Excruciatingly painful at times when I was recording because for a while we were living in in Kenya and there was a power cut boom all gone um, but it forced me to be creative I had I had a, a really cheap acoustic guitar, I had one microphone, and then that's that's how I created an album and I think it's in the same way if we're writing for what we call worship on a Sunday, the thirty minutes of sung collective worship on a Sunday there are going to be limitations for what what we can bring into that and I think like talk to your pastor about where those limitations are and I think we can nudge a little bit to get a little nudge this way but if our attitude is to come in and be like no actually I just do screamo punk rock and so we should do that on a Sunday morning then that's not the attitude of serving is it because that's more about I need to express myself in my own way rather than what serves the congregation as a whole. I mean, there's a good dis- discussion about whether the current form of sung worship does serve the congregation as a whole. Um, but but I think prayerfully serve your pastor. Serve where their vision is for the collective worship. And if they don't have a vision, then bring the vision and serve in that way, right? Um But I think the thing that blows my mind I was thinking about this last year is I was reading about the Council of Laodicea in 365 AD. They banned congregational singing from the church. And then that canon of the church lasted until Martin Luther came along in 1,100 years later. So you've got 2,000 years of Christian... Worship, the majority of Christian worship was not congregational, which is like crazy because so much of our songwriting and our activity as creatives is geared towards how do we make everything as congregational as possible, um, which, is, um, which is good, right? We want people to sing. There's a powerful thing when people sing together in unity as one body, and we're going to do that later on. But there's, there's this invitation of like half of Christian history. People have had vibrant, active relationships with God without having that congregational singing. Only the choir and the priests were allowed to sing. And I feel like what we've, what we've gained in participation is so beautiful. But have we lost some of the gift of what it means to partake? To, to receive from God from a beautiful piece of music or from a poetry, from spoken word, from a rap that we have no hope of anybody joining in with, but that it speaks God's heart, it speaks of his majesty, it speaks of his creativity. And I, I just like, I'd love to just invite everybody to, to, to do both. Let's go after songs that are honest and real and that everybody can sing them on a Sunday but let's also boldly go into this space of creating culture, creating meaning, um, creating wine out of the water of people's tears. Like That is a space that we can speak so much to the world in that I feel like we've neglected because there's been part of us that has been so afraid of performance. But remember that most of Christian history, history, worship has been performed for better or worse. But if we perform it with a heart to serve, then we're actually giving people a gift. Um, And and actually beauty is worth fighting for. Um, Amazing. Just looking at the time. I could sing another song. Or if anyone has any questions, or I could just sing another song. Hands up if you... (laughs) for another song okay I'll do that I have some more seeds but I think because of time there's a lot about process right when we're creating about crafting something you know that God gives us a little nugget a giblet and then it's on us to really take that and take that seed and, and cultivate it into a into a, you know, often, I do want to share this of like, often we limit the prophetic, what we think of as prophetic, to what's spontaneously uttered on a Sunday. But if you look at the Bible, nearly all of the prophetic literature in the Bible is very carefully prepared poetry, where even the grammar reinforces the meaning of the prophetic word. So just the invitation to all the prophets. Like you don't have to stand and have a new word every day to be a prophet. If God's wo- spoken to you, then his word is true. Take the prophetic word and turn it into a song that we can sing every week until we actually believe it. Um, you know, and, and actually so, spontaneity is often an expression of ourselves more than it is an expression of God's word. And it just doesn't make it bad. Um, but often often what happens, people will be in worship and then they'll have a spontaneous refrain that will come out and they'll settle for that rather than cultivating that seed into a song where every part of the song is meaningful. And you know if, if we've got something worth saying, it's worth saying it well. So that's the invitation is like invest in the craft i 'm um, not going to go into like how to write a song i probably don 't even know how to do that but there 's lots of things on on the internet <laughs> <laughs> um that that you can learn that and uh, there is there is this there is a science to to all creativity that that can become the limitation that can become restrictive to expression and and the freedom of the word and same same with that that you know, this is intention with the prophetic. If, if we're only limiting the prof- prophetic to what's a prefer- prepared poetry that all rhymes in his iambic pentameter, then we're, we're going to miss out on, on when God speaks in a moment to a person in a time and a place for that. Um, so we need both, right? Uh, and Take the spontaneous stuff. Try and preserve as much of the, the honesty and the reality of what God's speaking in that moment. And then build structures around that that serve that. Have one idea, reinforce it, develop it, come back to the idea. And that that's, you know, that's the process of crafting a song. Um, and, and just an encouragement as well of like, as a community, we should be celebrating all creativity and not just like, oh, that was a great song you sang on a Sunday. But that was amazing when you put out that that piece of art on Facebook that really spoke to me about this or, I don't know, other forms of creativity that we celebrate everything. I think that's so important. Like, Josh, what are you doing in prisons, mate? It's amazing. Phenomenal. That's like, it might it might not be the CCLI hit of the year, but in it's famous in heaven, you know, and it's it's speaking the language of the kingdom. Um, but I feel like I'm preaching to the choir on that. It's all right. Um, in terms of time, uh, <laughs> <laughs> depends which one I'll do. Go on. do, it. Just do it more, 10, okay. So I'm going to sing a song. Um, this is this is a congregational worship song. It fits in that container. We sing it in church, um, but it was I wrote this for somebody who's very dear to me. Who they were struggling to have kids, and we were reading the Bible about Abraham and Sarah. They had the promise, but they had empty hands, and uh, and so this is a song for them. Um, and why don't we stand? And when you get it, just join in. We won't have the words on the screen, but for the majority of Christian history, they didn't have that. So, right, are we on.
1: Oh, when your heart is ready to break Is you got empty hands and worn out face. When it feels like prayers have gone to waste And the promise seems so far away. Lift up your eyes. There's hope on the horizon.
0: Look to Christ.
1: Oh, look to Christ. between the now and not yet, there's a song to sing he won't forget, cause a broken heart's not laid to waste, it's an alabaster jar of praise, so lift up your eyes, there's hope on the No. E
0: If anyone has a song, just sing it out. through every fiber in our being. And God, I pray for that blessing, that impartation to hold that pen that was too heavy. That you give us the ability to write into ways, into places that felt too hard for us before. Pray that you give us strength.